Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Follow the Fairnix Podcast Edition. My name is Micah Fairnick, and I am filling in for Stephanie Stahl, who is currently in the shower. I will be reading for you Harry Potter references from December 10th, 2023. First off, the bits and bobs. Word of the week. Lovely. This is the most common word, perhaps, in English vernacular. Literally, as I typed this sentence, I heard my neighbor at the coffee house say it. It's used to describe anything and everything that is pleasant and is my new favorite word. Recipe of the week, chicken alfredo. Uh, we needed some comfort food this week, and I can attest it was very good. Uh, current reading, The Running Grave, a C.D. Strike novel by Robert Galbraith. On our latest hike, we have a lovely trail from our back door that we took this week. There are many offshoots, and we're trying to discover them all. This week's side trail took us to a hidden family cottage nestled in the woods. It had just snowed, and perhaps uh, the only time it will do so this winter, and everything was dusted and magical at the dusk hour. See the photos below. Wildlife spotted was the dunnock. Uh, we keep seeing this bird. We think this is what it is, but we're not entirely positive. Uh, I actually saw this bird on one of my solo hikes um, up that path down our back door. I was kind of walking up this ditch, and I saw this little brown thing like moving along as I went. I thought it was a mouse because uh, it was very small, but it was actually just a tiny little bird that was like hopping from tree root to tree root as I went along. And uh, we've, we've seen them a lot. Okay, now uh, the actual main blog post. So it says, when FaceTiming my six-year-old nephew a few weeks back, he asked us, do the pictures really move there? It soon became clear his only reference for England is Harry Potter, which I think truly is the only reference needed. So excusing the lack of moving pictures, the real question, is England really magical? Can you feel the wizarding world all around you? Honestly, yes and yes, and I'm eating it all up. For starters, I didn't tell Mike of this when I told him to apply to Exeter Uni, but this is the school where J.K. Rowling completed her undergrad. Only after he accepted and we arrived on these hallowed grounds did I re reveal my true intentions. There's a street in Exeter called Gandhi Street that fans have said was used as J.K. Rowling's inspiration for Diagon Alley. This has been debunked by the legend herself, although it's still widely circulated, I'm sure mostly for marketing purposes. And I can attest that this street does in fact look like Diagon Alley a little bit. But there are a lot of other rumors that the Weasley village of Ottery St. Catchpole is based on the real Devon town of Ottery St. Mary. Catchpole is where the borough and Lovegood residences were situated. I like to think this rumor is true because St. Mary, in fact, happens to be the quaint village where we stayed our first three weeks in England. I'm always trying to channel my inner Molly Weasley in the kitchen. To have spent time at the birthplace of her fictitious stomping ground perhaps is why all my cooking endeavors this year have magically gone to plan. Ottery St. Mary also has a medieval annual event called the Tar, Tar Barrels, in which only those villagers who can prove they live in and are descended from residents of the historic town are allowed to participate. What is this event, you might ask? 
participants light barrels full of tar on fire and race down the street with said barrels tied to their backs. Yes, you read that right. It does seem a bit witchy of a tradition. So perhaps not far-fetched to think that this town was used as a wizard world inspiration. I've realized that growing up, part of the magic of Harry Potter was all the English phrases that characters used. They were so foreign to my little American ears. As a child, I didn't understand these phrases weren't unique to the wizarding world. Obviously, I figured that out as I got older, but moving here still feels magical in some way simply because everyone talks just like they do at Hogwarts. Insert eye roll of any Brit reading this. To my American readers, you'll be delighted to know that yes, bloody hell, are you mental, git, and oh go on then are all common vernacular here. Are you mental? You're bloody right git. Uh, <laughs> and yes, the fact that people here talk like Ronald Weasley does make me feel like magic exists, and I'm not ashamed of it. I often catch myself grinning at coworkers when they say things like, oh, he was a bit dodgy. To them, I'm probably zoning out like a loony, but in my head, I'm picturing Ron saying the exact same phrase. There's also a few things in Harry Potter I never understood until I moved here. For example, the Brits do something called Christmas crackers during the holidays. These are a large candy-shaped piece of cardboard with a little firecracker and a prize hidden inside. Two people tug on either side, and when it rips and explodes, the one with the bigger end gets the prize. There's always also a paper crown inside as well that the winner wears. Uh, regarding Christmas references, in the same chapter, flaming Christmas puddings followed the turkey. This is actually a traditional English dessert. I always just read that. Oh, wait, am I supposed to read the, the yeah, Harry Potter quote? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Harry pulled a wizard cracker with Fred, and it didn't just bang. It went off with a blast like a cannon and engulfed them all in a cloud of blue smoke while from the inside exploded a real admiral's hat and several live white mice. Up at the top table, Dumbledore had swapped his pointed hat for a flowered bonnet. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 12. Anyways, uh, they do uh, something called a flaming Christmas pudding followed tur the turkey. That's what it says in Harry Potter. This is actually a traditional English dessert. Uh, I always read that just as something crazy those wizards did, lighting a pudding on fire. However, uh, pudding does not mean pudding in England. Pudding here means dessert of any and all kinds. Uh, the first time we went to Bible study here, one couple said they'd bring a pud, uh, short for pudding, which was not at all a pud. It was biscuits, which uh, also are not biscuits, but in fact cookies as we would know them. The traditional Pringle... Christmas English Pud is a glorified uh, spicy fruit cake doused in rum just before serving and lit on fire. The tradition is also to hide a sixpence in the batter, and whoever gets it in their slice has good luck for the next year. A quote from Harry Potter again, uh, Percy nearly broke his teeth on a silver sickle hidden in his slice. We are having a few other international students from uh, Micah's program over for Christmas dinner next week, and I might just have to give this pudding a go. Pray for me that I don't burn the house down, or light anyone's hair on fire, or cause any of my guests to choke on hidden coins.
In conclusion, to this very Dumbledore-esque ramble, I'd like to formally agree with my nephew. It is a grand failure of England for their newspaper photos to only contain still photos. I'll be writing a lengthy, lengthy complaint to the Prime Minister himself and fully expecting moving pictures to be introduced in the new year. Happy Christmas to all you witchers and wizards out there. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, big hug, little kiss, step. <laughs> be, be sure to like and subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts or no, Spotify no, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, just, just Spotify. I'm sorry, everyone. Just Spotify. <laughs> follow me for more recipes. <laughs>